All right, we got some breaking news to open uh, open this episode. Uh, the ha- the Hackenberg, the Hacken, uh, was Uh-oh. cut today. A real real sad moment. Um, as you as a Jets fan and me as a Raiders fan, you know, it's just heart- heartbreaking, you know, to see it. Uh, I think it's more heartbreaking for you, but... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what did we... We did not get our conditional seventh-round pick uh, out of it. Well, I guess the fact that he's like he's already been cut by a second team, and you guys drafted him, what, second round in 20-whatever, 2015-16? I think, like, the pettiness of being a Jets fan, it would actually be... Was, it, was that a pun intended, or...? <laughs> Of course. <laughs> right. Like, being a Jets fan, it would it would be worse, right, if he led the Raiders to a Super Bowl right mm-hmm. after we traded him. So, I mean, like, that, you know, there's always that. Going it's gonna, that's going to happen with Teddy. You guys are going to trade Teddy. Oh, he'll God. go somewhere else. I don't want to get rid of Teddy. I'm so glad that we have him. Yeah. And I've... I feel like he might be the best quarterback on the roster right now. Yeah, I've actually seen stuff that, like, he may end up being the starter just, like, if he's good to go, if right he's away. healthy, he should be. I've yeah. like his stuff in Minnesota. He was doing pretty well. Yeah, there's no, I mean, there's no reason for McCown to be starting if Teddy's healthy because like they want to get all the equity they can out of Teddy. So makes sense. But um, but we know what'll happen. Mm-hmm. He'll be gone. Yeah, <laughs> he's good. I'll get rid of him. We don't need good players on our team. That's <laughs> uh, the Jets' motto, right? <laughs> they the, the, the good players jet on out of there. Yep. <laughs> All right. Good. This is a good start. All right. So yeah, this is another episode of Mozzie and the Muscle. I am uh, the Muscle, joined by Mozzie as usual. Um, hey, hey. So today we've got our wide receiver deep dive. Um, we'll dig into a little bit of news, uh, do some would you rather, and deep dive on the Browns and Raiders receiving core. Um, the Browns one's been one of speculation. The Raiders one's shaken up a lot. Um, didn't feel like doing the Baltimore one just because. Um, yeah, it's Flacco for now. Um, <laughs> for now, yeah, for now. Um, until it's not Flacco, I don't want to touch it. <laughs> Maybe Crabtree. Anyway, so um, first off, the Julian Edelman suspension uh, that's happened since we recorded. Um, what What are your first impressions on that? Well, I mean, I don't really think it's going to affect the Patriots a whole lot, mm-hmm. considering they just had a whole season without him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and their wide receiver core isn't exactly depleted. They do still have Chris Hogan, Gronkowski, uh, James White is basically a running back wide receiver. Don't uh, forget Jordan Matthews. He's there now. <laughs> right. And it, you know what? Jordan Matthews might end up being useful. So I'm not exactly worried about the Patriots mm-hmm. offensively. Uh, in terms of taking Edelman, though, I think people were kind of banking on Edelman maybe being a sleeper in the draft like people forgot about him you could mm-hmm. pick him up later might have lost a little bit of stock if you're going to be missing the first four games with him um is there any update on whether that's going to get a, uh if he's going to win that appeal I'm a, I I know he did appeal my guess is he won't yeah I haven't seen an update yet um I I, I imagine it'll hold because they're they they rarely ever appeal anything of this um right but, and four uh, games is a lot. That's substantial. Yeah, I mean, it's a fourth of the season. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a fourth of your fantasy season, at least. Um, so, I mean, 17, 16, whatever. Uh, it, well, you're, it should be a fourth of your fantasy season. If, you're, if your uh, league goes into week 17, you should leave it. Um, <laughs> or make make them change it. Or Any, change it. Yeah, but anyway, I don't... I Yeah, this won't fit the Patriots. They'll be fine. Those first four games... I mean, I, yeah, Jordan Matthews, as much as I want to joke about it, he gets a boost because, like, he's, he gets a lot of hate. 
but he's not like bad. I mean, he's had a lot of injuries, so it's. I mean, yeah, I don't think he's altogether like a, a bad wide receiver. Did he almost hit a thousand yards? Yeah, in twenty fifteen, he had nine ninety seven and eight touchdowns. Like his first three years in Philly, he was actually like pretty solid. Like he had eight eight and three touchdowns. Like yeah. eight seventy, just about a thousand eight hundred yards. Um, I mean, he was in Buffalo last year, so like, fuck else do you expect? It's not going to be good. Right. He's in Buffalo and he was hurt. Like, let's like, <laughs> it's not an indictment on Tyrus, it's just an indictment on Buffalo. Like, they're just bad. Like, they don't pass much. Like, they never, they're not a pass heavy offense. It's the LaShawn McCoy show, and exactly. The defense show, and I guess the Nathan Peterman show. <laughs> um. I mean, think of how many wide receivers have come out of Buffalo to another team and actually done pretty well. Like, yeah, really. Uh, Sammy Watkins or Marquise Goodwin. Yeah. Or I, I, I don't know if I left Sammy in there yet because last year was kind of on the fence for him. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But at least he's out of Buffalo, so. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks. I feel bad for Tyrod, but any, anyway, that place is now. It's not the McCoy, whatever. It's not the whatever show. It's, it's just the shit show. So, um, it's just the shit show. <laughs> Starring Josh Allen. Yeah, but yeah, I think Jordan Matthews might get some value early on. I mean, this is the best quarterback he's played with for sure. There's fucking Brady. Um, <laughs> and then, I mean, I think Chris Hogan's like, so Cooks is gone, so that helps Hogan there. Edelman's out for four games. Like, Hogan's, like, the as far as wide receivers go, like, he's the number one wide receiver list for four weeks. Obviously, Gronk's, like, main target in that sense. But um, when, whenever, like, Edelman's been gone they've had to replace him you know somehow so i think i think cooks um hope like he'll be a combo of some of that slot and some of that deep threat to replace cooks and then um we'll we'll see matthews and slot and a lot and a lot of gronk just a lot of gronk because there's no amandola there now it's just gonna it's gonna be a lot of gronk i think and <laughs> and michelle's gonna get some looks and honestly like this first four weeks i think white and or burkhead will have a lot of value um while you know um edelman's out yeah, and it's definitely something to look at uh, because you could totally get somebody at the beginning. They start the first two games for the Patriots, rocking it, trade that person away. Yeah, if Jordan that Matthews blows side. up like weeks one through three, I'm trading him. So. Right. And um, uh, they did also sign Cordero Pattis- Patterson. Let me just uh, bring that guy up. I like to bring him up. He's one of my favorite little like unknown guys in the league, mostly because yeah. of his name. I don't know. Yeah. Once it, unknown is more like I think forgotten's the best way. <laughs> I remember when uh, he went to the he was I think the Vikings drafted him right. And I was yeah, just so him excited. him and Laquan Treadwell like what man what happened? Um, I blame North North Hunter for the Treadwell thing, but anyway, I don't I don't see like, if Cordell Patterson like comes out of these first four weeks, I will be genuinely surprised. But I assume know. he'll just be like returning stuff really. Yeah, so that's what I get from it. But, but anyway. yeah, I think uh, so. Chris Hogan to me is like probably the the dude that's gonna get the most like stable mm-hmm. uh targets with edelman out and then we have uh matthews and honestly i don't expect anything out of the rest of them they have a pretty long list of wide receivers that i don't think are gonna make an impact like Britt or dorsett i'm not big on dorsett at all yeah i've never thought he was any good i don't, I don't know malcolm mitchell like appeared and then <laughs> disappeared as quickly as he you know came so yeah. Not really high on him either. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's going to be the, the Gronk show, though. He's going to get all the targets he can actually physically hold. <laughs> so, oh, uh, over under uh, 69 targets for him in <laughs> the first four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> 69% chance. 
Anyway, um, so next up, we got Duke Johnson signed an extension with Cleveland. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen the details on it yet. I'll check if they put it up on uh, Spot Track or not. But I think it was a three-year deal. It's really front-loaded is the big thing. So, like, I think it's probably easy for them to get out of it after this year if they want to. Um, what is it? Um, yeah, most of it was it was five million signing bonus, seven point seven guaranteed. Wow. So, um, and overall, it's like fifteen point six mil. Um, so, I think most of it is yeah front loaded, and then after this year, it's a lot easier for them to drop him if they want. So, I mean, for this year, he's he's still a pass catching back, but I mean, the big question now is. Is he still going to get his huge load of targets like he has in the past? Uh, <laughs> that's a really crowded backfield, man. Maybe this year it's going to be all right for him. I, yeah. I don't know. So his first three years, he's so gotten crowded. He's gotten 74, 74, and 93 targets his first three years. I mean, I think like I think 70 is not an unreasonable number for him. Like that 70 range. 70 targets or 70 catches? 70 targets. targets. Okay, yeah, no, that's probably. <laughs> this is funny. So his first two years, he had 74 <laughs> receptions. And his third year, he had, sorry, first two years, 74 targets. Third year, 74 receptions. That's just his number, I guess, 74. Wow. 74. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and see 74 targets for him again. <laughs> but it's not, like, unrealistic. Um, I mean, I was going through, like, all the, you know, receivers and stuff in general. Um, I think I started out, like, Haley's wide receivers get like 350 targets about a year and um so and then like I mean there's obviously gonna be a lot more to go around aside from that too um I'll find where was I that just from when he was with Pittsburgh or was that also this is this is his whole career I think yeah since 2007 like Arizona KC Pitt like okay coordinator or coach so like they they, they get they get to get it to the receiver a lot and I think it was like uh, I don't remember the percentage on here but um yeah, and there's obviously more passes to go around. I think it was like, I mean, Haley's offenses throw a lot. I feel like that's kind of an easy thing to go with. But um, yeah. So, I there will be a lot more passes. Um, heck, I mean, even if it's like five fifty, that still leaves a lot of other attempts to go around. And I don't think they're going to be good enough to run as much as they seemingly want to. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> I, I'm okay. So, a lot of people are pretty high on the Browns this year. I am not. Not that I don't think they're going to be good, but I think people are making way too many jumps. I think they will be decent next year. Give yeah, them one yeah. More year to put it together. Yeah, I, so, I, I agree. Which really affects the offense a lot. Yeah, and it's kind of a thing where, I mean, they got a rookie, and then they got Tyrod, who, I mean, he's been in Buffalo, so he's thrown, like, what, like, 450 passes at most in his career. Like, it's, like, he's going to be throwing away more than he usually has, too. Yeah. Which I'm happy about. But, yeah, like, I, I think he'll still get his, like, that 70s range targets. I was definitely trying to make that 70s show joke there, sort of. Um, <laughs> but... I think yeah, that's and a then safe floor for him. I think he'll hit at least seventy. Yeah, I mean he's still gonna be like low end RB two PPR back. I mean that's kind of his his jig, and I think he'll keep that up. Um, the only the, the damper on this is for well, I mean one obviously it, it it's it's clear that they think of Hyde as a one year guy. His contract's like an easy out after a year, I think. Um, yeah. And so I mean pretty much Hyde is is done after this year. They'll probably 
That's and then and then obviously Nick Chubb's the next guy. But for that, it's what I'm wondering is, like, I mean Hyde's been a decent pass catching back, and you know Chubb didn't catch much in college, but Sonny Michelle was there too, obviously. So then they got thrown to him. So I, I think it's just going to be like, Dude Johnson is the pass catching back, and these other guys while they're there, um, while Dude Johnson's there, they're just going to be you know first and second down, maybe like thirty catches a year, kind mm-hmm. of thing. But mm. I don't see Chubb catching the ball a whole lot. Even though I'm not saying it can't, I just don't think that's gonna be what it plays out. Yeah, I mean, cause like, I mean, look at all like, they have Gordon, Landry. I mean, even Coleman, and then Njoku, Johnson. Like, he's fourth, fifth on the pecking order at best. I mean, then Hyde's there too. So, the the big thing for me is it's kind of a bummer as as a obvious. I've, I've clearly been a Nick Chubb fan, and I like I, Carlos Hyde too. It's just a bummer for both of them as far as their PPR value and Chubb's kind of long term value. I think. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think uh, I think Chubb will just kind of get enough uh, enough place in that offense to the point where you can safely say next year, like I want to draft this guy in 2019, mm-hmm. um, and I think he will end up being the feature back. But it sucks for Carlos Hyde because he's really just going to a place for a year, and like he's not going to stay there. Yeah, I feel like kind of bad for him because like he's kind of oh, I don't know. he's kind and of gotten shafted a lot. Yeah. yeah, he's a good running back. I at least I think mm-hmm. he's been a big fan of Carlos Hyde. Yeah, I don't know. running backs have really short shelf life, so yeah. And this is just him. like digging into that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I agree, but yeah. Anyway, so I think Dude Johnson will be fine. It's there'll be a lot more passes in the Browns' offense than people think because like they're not going to be good enough yet. Anyway. Um, Moving on, one other thing I want to talk about, there are a couple of holdouts uh, sprouting. I know Julio, uh, Le'Veon Bell, and David Johnson are now holding out, um, hmm. which I, I assume, I, I assume Lev's getting the franchise tag out, and I don't know what's going on there. That's the only dicey situation. DJ, I think I, he will. Yeah, I assume DJ and Julio are going to get their contracts. Um, I, I, I wrote sort of Gronk and Odell, because like, they both want new contracts, but they're still like showing up to stuff, I'm pretty sure. Didn't Gronk just get an extension, or is that is that just like rumored so far? Oh, did he? I don't know. I may have missed it. If so, it's probably recent. But um, because he's wanting a new a new contract, I think he's still been showing up to stuff. But um, okay. I know all the rumors about trading, which I don't buy. I'll, I'll I I this all smoke, and I don't think there's any fire there to be fully honest. But right. I I assume that Odell and Gronk will get their contracts. And I, the only guy of these five I'm remotely worried about um, is Lev Bell, just because. Like yeah, because they said he said if they franchise tag him, he's gonna dip out, and they're totally gonna franchise tag. Yeah, him. which I mean, I think he said that last year too. Like he, he will play, but like I, he will. I don't feel good about like him literally missing everything and then just right away coming into the regular season and going because, like, that does. Not not say increases interest, but like they're not as like it's gonna take him a couple games to get going, and like he, like his likelihood of getting injured, I feel like might go up a little bit those first few games, um, if he's not like you know fully in you know game shape. Yeah, but that's a big thing, like not being in shape to play. Yeah, because like he's he's been mostly fine. I think I can look at because like didn't he um he held out before this year, right? He did. Yeah, so let me let me pull up his game log and see how he started. I, I see if he started slower not this year. Take like a gander. 
2017 game lock for Lev Bell. Um, so yeah, week one they they started him real slow, and then they ramped him up pretty quickly after that. But um, yeah, so I don't. Know. Maybe if he holds out completely, week one or two will be slow. But I think he'll be fine as long as he does, you know, come in. But he's he's what? Um, oh, he's still only 26. Okay, he's still pretty young. I'm not worried about that then. But it is it is kind of interesting to think, you know, is he gonna go somewhere else? Like he could. Yeah. I mean, that'd be buck wild. Pay him, like, <laughs> that'd be crazy if like the Steelers and Browns made a trade and like got oh shoved in God. Cleveland and like sent like all their running backs to Pittsburgh. <laughs> The Browns have Todd Haley and yes, to get him back. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. But anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking most of the guys will be filing their contracts and play. Aside from Lev, he's who might not get his contract. Um, I think, yeah, I think that it'll all get resolved. Honestly, all of them. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right, it is time for Would You Rather. I've got uh, I've got four on here. Um, all these are are guys who are close in ADP. Um, so. Um, yeah, um, first one, I've got Tyrell Williams versus Mike Williams, uh, both Chargers receivers. Um, what were their, their average draft positions were? Um, see, Mike Williams is going wide receiver 60, Tyrell Williams is wide receiver 68. So not like super close, but like, it's basically who do you think going to be the wide receiver too, and who do you think's you know better right now? Would you rather? I would rather have uh, Mike Williams personally. Um, I think Mike Williams could end up being a pretty dang good wide receiver we mm-hmm. he had an injury so he didn't really get to come onto the scene too early last year um but towards the end of uh the 20 what is it 2017 season he really just started to click a little bit more and i think we're gonna see a little more of that with his second year personally i would take mike williams on the gamble uh mm-hmm. tyrell williams is kind of the safer option yeah, that's true. And you could probably get both based on where they're going. But I like the scenario of, you know, having to pick between one of these guys. Because, like, they, they're not both going to... Well, I guess they both could just have, like, very minimal value. But odds are one's going to be solid and one's going to kind of suck for you. So well, there's, like, a at least a 40% chance Keenan Allen, like, misses the year, right? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I love the guy. He's an amazing yeah, receiver, but he is rather injury prone. Yeah, yeah. I think Mike Williams got like one one game in pretty much where he was like full strength, and that was like week five. It looks like yeah. Oh, the Buffalo game. That's right. Oh, <laughs> Peterman. What a but, great um, game <laughs> for the for the Chargers cornerbacks. I suppose. Yeah, that was hilarious. I was anyway. Um, done. We we shit on the Bills a lot here, man. <laughs> I feel like they bring it on themselves, but anyway, yeah, Mike Williams that game is actually they did. They did bring it on themselves. They did not have to bench Tyrod. That was stupid. That was stupid. Yeah, but Mike Williams is actually really good. So I think, I think he will make it. It might be a thing where the first bit of the season, like first half, Tyrod Williams is more prevalent. But they're they're different receivers. So I would lean Mike Williams just because I I like the. They're, they're both shots in the dark, so I like the higher, you know, unknown upside of Mike Williams versus, you know, Tyra Williams will have, like, one or two, you know, week-winning games throughout the year. Like, there are 16 games, he will have, like, two games where he busts off five for 130 in the touchdown. That's going to happen with him. Like, he's yeah. that kind of guy. But And J- Jay Watt will have him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, like, I, and it, it may not be this year fully, but I, I think Mike Williams – 
Like he, he and Keenan Allen could make a like awesome like duo, like a like a Diggs and Thielen type thing, or you know like a Cooper Crabtree type thing, where you've got two studs there. Or oh, that'd you know, be like, awesome, Demarius and Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, or like you know like a Brown Juju, which um actually brings us to our next one. Um, hey, would you rather of uh, Juju Smith Schuster or uh, Marvin Jones? They are both right next to each other in ADP. Ooh. I guess um, Juju is wide receiver 22, and Marvin Jones is wide receiver 23 coming off the board. Um, wow, that is tough. Yeah, it is tough. <laughs> yeah, because on the one hand, you've got the Steelers who just lost Todd Haley. Mm-hmm. Um, they also just lost Martavis Bryant. Mm-hmm. Martavis Bryant had, do you by chance know how many targets he had last year? Uh, I actually have that available, I believe. He had last year, it's 2017, targets 84. He had 84? Yeah. That was actually a lot more than I thought. Um, well, they so passed a lot. That's 84 targets Martavis Bryant had that are going to either Juju Smith-Schuster or Antonio Brown or Le'Veon Bell. So yeah. you could reasonably say about 20 to 30 extra targets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they threw the ball like almost 600 times last year, yeah, which is... You know, Todd Haley throws the ball in his offenses. So, man, that's tough. I but so does Stafford. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so does Stafford. I, I don't. <laughs> I, man, I don't. This is tough. I think I might pick Juju. Yeah, I'm. I'm torn. Like my initial bias is, yeah, dude, I love Juju. Like he's, he's. I just like him as you know, like a person and player. I guess person based <laughs> right. on what I know of him. I don't know him personally. That'd be right. cool though. But like. No, like he's like he's a guy like in Dynasty, like I obviously want to grab because like I just want to have a guy like on my team. But um, it's yeah, it's this hard. is tough. Marvin Jones is fantastic, and he's definitely like he almost buys for the number one receiver on that Lions team. Yeah, it's like a one A one B type Tate. of thing. Yeah. Now, if I change this from Marvin Jones to Golden Tate, where would you be going? I would take Juju over Golden Tate, actually. Really? Yeah. Yeah, Golden Tate's actually going wide receiver 25. Um, so, I mean, they're all in that kind of same group there. Yeah. I, I would rather go Juju, I think, too. Um, he was so efficient last year, dude. He's like, he's he went, he came into college, broke out early, and the pros broke out. Like, like there's, there's enough balls to go around there, you know, in Pittsburgh that oh, yeah. I'm not worried, you know, about him, you know, not getting enough. So, I would I would lean Juju just by a bit, but that's just because we know what Marvin Jones is like. We know exactly what he is, and you know yeah. you more or less know what you're gonna get from him. Like you're gonna get you know around a thousand yards or so. Um, the touchdowns will vary. It's probably somewhere between like five and eight. But you know, the downside is you know if you're PPR that does hurt because he only gets like you know sixty sixty five catches a year. True. But you know he does have that weak wing upside. Um, let me see how I'm, I'm gonna look at Martavis Bryant's game log from last year and see like you know when he missed because I think his games missed coincide with some of Juju's blow up games. Um, or maybe I'm wrong. When was Juju's Lions game? Because that was like his like big breakout. That was a little later in the season, like in the second half of the year. That was week eight. He also had that big that one big touchdown, but he's still like 100 yards aside from that. Week eight, and then I don't know. But anyway, 
Martavis Bryant's gone. There's a lot more targets to go around, and they haven't. There's no one new that I'm. I think will take the tar. I mean, James Washington's there, but I don't see them giving him 80 targets. Maybe like 40. Um, yeah, no, he's not taking not, that. Man. There's no way they can throw to Let Bell more. Like, <laughs> he's already getting enough. <laughs> they can't throw to him more. Like, unless they, unless they, they might use the tight end. Like, unless they, like, unless like those 80 targets get split between Advance McDonald and you know freaking James Washington, which is not going to be the case. Like, Juju will get, you know, how many targets did he have last year? Like, 90-something-ish, I think. Oh, he only had 79 targets last year. Like, if he, if Juju gets 100 targets, like, he can easily be, you know, solid wide receiver, too, for you. And possibly more. All right, so. let's deep dive. Who is the offensive coordinator for the Steelers? Randy Feitner? What year? What's his name? Randy. <laughs> oh, coming up this year? Yeah. Uh, whoever their quarterback coach was. Okay. You think he's going to bring some change, or you think he'll try to basically just... I think it'll be about the exact thing. same. I don't see it getting much different. Interesting. Well, you know, I do remember uh, one big uh, problem, so to speak, that Roethlisberger had was that he did not like Haley calling so many short passes to bell yeah and stuff so if fightner's like all right let's just throw it deep more uh juju could totally benefit from that yeah i, I could i could see like it, yeah with that case bell getting less targets that's a good point i really thought about that a whole lot <laughs> just because you know maybe they want to spread it out more because i mean yeah james washington can help take the top off too so oh for sure and that's probably what they're going to use him for honestly just kind of draw the coverage the great thing about Juju is he's also never going to draw the number one corner, which helps a lot. Like some right. team, some teams are going to put their number one corner on Marvin Jones. Like that's going to be a thing. So, yeah, because I mean, but when you play the Steelers, your number one corner is going on Brown, and if you're not, then you're stupid. <laughs> yeah, that's it was. It's kind of like it was kind of like the Cooper Cup Robert Woods effect. Like they didn't have to take on number one corners because Sammy Watkins was you know just eating that up, and they feasted, and you know. When Watt and when like when Woods was gone, Cooper or sorry, Cup really feasted because it was Sammy and then him. So that's the benefit for Juju. He's not getting those number one corners. And I think I think that would be my big tipping point is if I think they're both going to get around 100 targets, but Juju's going to have ways of coverage and like they're both good offenses. So like it's it's, it's hard to go wrong here. I just am biased towards Juju. So I'll admit yeah, it. I like the Juju pick personally. Yeah, I think he's a good pick to have a strong second year. Yeah, now if you're if you're deciding between uh, Marvin Jones and Golden Tate, are you going Marvin Jones or? I is it is it is it really is it PPR standard? Is that the main thing? Because for me that is. If it's PPR, it's uh, Tate. If it's standard, it's Jones. Exactly. Half PPR is where it gets iffy, but yeah, no, I I think I do like Tate a little bit better better from the uh, PPR standpoint just because I think they are going to try to establish a, more of a run game and not try to sling it deep so much with that team so I think Golden Tate will have a nice chance to play in the slot and get some extra targets I don't know I I think I think bias I would probably take Tate a little over Jones yeah and you know Jones I'm also always in the PPR format yeah, Jones is a little more boomer bust, I think. I'm looking at the game lock, so I don't sound like an idiot. But uh, yeah, yeah, Tate's a little more consistent, I would, I would argue, than uh, Jones is. 
And um, anyway, yeah, was, next one. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was weird. Last year, I had, my friend was like, "Hey, Scott, should I start Jones or Tate this week?" And I said, "I would know. I would start Tate." And Jones blew up. Was that the I Vikings game? Horrible. I don't remember which. Because I know game the Vikings game, like it made all the sense in the world to hit Jones because like you knew uh, was it Xavier Rhodes was going to cover him and then he like got he actually popped off and got like two touchdowns or something that might have actually I think it was the Vikings game and he yeah. had that insane catch we jumped up in the air and hauled that one in oh, uh, yeah yeah that game he six catches for 109 and two touchdowns yep yeah that sounds right that would make sense um, anyway yeah next one um, Cooper Cup guy mentioned Cooper Cup or uh, Jordy Nelson um so these are similar guys. That's why I kind of want to bring this up. The next one's going to be you know, a lot different. Real gym two- rats. Yeah. <laughs> Some grinders, you know. Just really get that chemistry with the quarterback. <laughs> those are some real milk pail guys, you know, just going to carry those pails around. You know, you really see these guys in the film. You know, here's a guy, you know, when the quarterback's under duress, he's going to look for this guy down the middle of the field and just pop it right in the bread basket. <laughs> you ever want a mansion man? <laughs> oh man so um yeah jordy nelson and cooper cup go on wide receiver 33 and 34 respectively um wow okay this is a tough one for me honestly um personally i go cup even though i've said some good things about jordy i love cooper cup really yeah i i think he's fantastic they did they do still have robert woods um, over there as well. They've also got Cooks now too. They do have Cooks, but I don't think uh, that's gonna bite into Cups uh, targets that much. I, so, I uh, looked up Jordy Nelson on Pro Football Reference. Guess uh, what? It, so they'll list nicknames. Guess what they have his nickname listed as? White Lightning. Yeah, it's that. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, I didn't know. That's so funny. I was really just joking about the wide receiver stereotypes. It's better than Greg Olson's nickname. You know what his is? What? Gosh. Third leg Greg. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one to have if you're Greg Olson, I guess. Um, right. I'm, she's like, I'm sure he's not complaining about that. Yeah. So, okay, I'm, I am really torn on, on this. So, it's hard too because you're a Raiders fan. Yeah, Either that too. Gonna... So where where I statted him out, um, sort of, I think Jordy's going to be around um, kind of like mid-range wide receiver three is where I've got him right now. Um, okay. That could be, you know, a low-end projection. Um, I would say it is. Yeah, because right now I've got him getting like five five and a half targets per game, which is probably on the low end if I'm being really honest. So, like, I think his, like, his floor is going to be mid-wide receiver three. And he could easily walk right into, you know, Crabtree's production. Um, Absolutely. The the thing that draws me back on him is I think they're going to – I think Cooper's targets are going to go up. And also, they actually have a viable wide receiver three for the first time, like, I think fucking ever. Um, I can go through who they've actually had, um, you know, throughout the past. So, okay, during Derek Carr's career – so these last three years, like, Seth Roberts has been his number three receiver. Like – it's, so like after Cooper and Crabtree, it's like a bunch of guys who like you probably would like actually never guess their names, you know? Like their their family cheers for them, but that's about it. Like I don't think anyone else buys for jerseys. Seth Roberts. Yeah, and like and like Carr's first year had like he had nobody. James Jones was number. So anyway, what I'm getting to is like 
he's actually going to have a, a viable wide receiver three for their first time ever. So like, it may not all be focused on those two guys. Like it's always it's always been you know Crabtree Cooper. They're like the last three years, and because it's made sense. So that's why, that's why I have a hard time giving Jordy just you know he's gonna be Crabtree. Like that's I don't think that's a fair thing to say necessarily. I mean the good thing is he's not gonna you know draw the number of corner. That's gonna be Cooper. But um, it's really tough because we just don't quite know what. Gruden is going to do to this offense. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, I think it's much more likely that Cooper is consistent or Cooper Cup, sorry, not not Amari Cooper. Cooper Cup is <laughs> consistently more like well, consistent on a weekly basis whereas Jordy Nelson I think could pop off a few weeks and end up right around there, but there're definitely going to be a couple weeks where he doesn't see the ball like at all. Yeah, I can I can see that, and we know more what the I mean it's, it was only a year, but I I can say I'm more confident that the Rams' offense is going to be productive than than I know the Raiders' offense will be productive. Like as much as I hate saying that, like I have zero clue if Gruden's going to you know keep like I don't know how good the offense will be under Gruden. Like I I'm not sure. So. Right. Well, I think they're going to use Lynch a lot. They want to. Gonna, yeah. And, um, least, you're right. They'll want to. Mm-hmm. And like I said, Card throws to his receivers a lot. Um, and I think, and I think in LA, like you know, some of that, some of those touchdowns to Gurley will bounce back out to you know the receivers a bit. But um, oh gosh, freaking uh, websites playing ads on me. Gosh, the Jordy Ugh. Nelson tab. Um, <laughs> White light. So okay, okay, I guess back <laughs> to this freaking question of what I like. I wrote this down and I, I didn't know my answer, and I still. I would go. I'm sticking with Cup, personally. Man, I don't know. This is tough. What running? <laughs> I was like, who else is being drafted there? Can I go neither? Um, I would. Yeah, I'll I'll lean Cup. Um, okay. Actually, I don't uh, know. Standard, I would absolutely take Jordy. Because I think Cup got a lot of red zone targets last year too. Is like because Jordy's a red zone guy. Like he could be a guy who gets you know seven hundred yards and ten touchdowns like that. Yeah. Like that's not out of the picture, and that's like one of the things where like I think he could easily be card as you know like safety blanket as 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 much as I was joking about that earlier. Um, <laughs> see, I think how many how many red zone targets did Cup get? Cup got um, twenty five red zone targets last year. Holy moly, that's a lot. So, how many did Gurley get? Uh, I don't know. So I'm pulling up Crabtree's. Crabtree had how many red zone targets? No, only seven. That's kind of interesting. Seven. Um, yeah, he had. But pull uh, up Crabtree from the year before, because last year I don't like last year. Yeah, twenty. He had bad. twenty. He had sixteen red zone targets. Twenty sixteen. Okay. So, um, who who asked and me to pull up Gurley? Gurley, yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll pull up his um you know stuff. Man, I just pulled him up. Everything was like number one, number one, number one. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> like yeah, really. So, um, he got 42 rushes in the red zone and 12 targets in the red zone. Okay. Um, so I guess, like red zones, like I guess I will lean Cooper Cup just because I'm more sure in the offense and those red zone targets. I don't see them changing. Like I don't think Cooks is more of a red zone threat than Watson or Watkins was. I think he's less of a red zone threat. Um, if I had to, you know, pinpoint that down. So, yeah, I'll go Cup. Okay. 
Um, next up, we've got that was, that was a tough one. They're like the same fucking dude. So <laughs> yeah, anyway, scrappy guys out there, you know. Yeah, real class acts. <laughs> Megs, they look they look similar too. It's just hilarious. They're both like you know just like kind of like short hair blonde dudes. Anyway, right. um, so next up, we've got two guys who are. I don't think I can pick any more opposite receivers around the same ADP. Larry Fitzgerald and Josh Gordon. Oh, man. You can't ask somebody to pick between those two. Gordon's, like... Gordon's going at wide receiver 16. <laughs> Fitzgerald's going at wide receiver 17. This is really a what type of drafter are you? Do you go yes. safe yeah. or risky? Oh, my God. Flash Gordon, though, right? Yeah. Well, you have him in our one league. <laughs> I, I traded do. him to you because <laughs> I wanted to win. Now, um. <laughs> I mean, personally, Larry Fitzgerald, always. He's probably my favorite receiver in the National Football League. Mm -hmm. um, I can't think of anybody I like more, just as a guy, and as a fantasy aspect. I mean, Josh Gordon is Flash fucking Gordon, but mm -hmm. if I have the option of taking Larry, I'm taking Larry. Yeah, and I think we we end up agreeing on these, which is hilarious. It's funny when we disagree. Like, <laughs> like so there's so many, like, all right, so just from a target perspective with the Browns, there's uh, Landry and Gordon. There's also mm -hmm. Johnson, Hyde, Njoku. Like, and then with the Cardinals, it's David Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. <laughs> Like I guess Christian Kirk's up like at number three now, like right. And like it's probably his last year. They're gonna try to get him that receptions record. Like I'm, it's obviously played the narrative there. So and I mean, if they're they're kind of uncertain with Bradford, is uh, Josh Rosen gonna step up? The one rock that they can build the team around is hey, we have Larry fucking Fitzgerald. Yeah, and like these guys he has this year are definitely. Like Brad, the combination of Bradford and Rosen like beast the hell out of everyone who was act aside aside from Carson Palmer last year. Like it was like Larry Fitzgerald has some shitty quarterbacks, and the combo of Bradford and Rosen is like way higher up on the list of guys he's played with in terms of skill than like I think probably like, you yeah, want it to. Them. Yeah, so <laughs> like it's not gonna go, like his production's not gonna go down, and obviously Josh Gordon, there's always the risk of. He could be out of the league at any given moment. He could smoke a J, and then you never know. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, and everyone, like, literally everyone brings that up. And but it make, I mean, it's worth bringing up. Um, yeah. I say like, I've got, I've got Gordon's floor at, um, high wide receiver three, um, because when I when I broke these guys down, I kind of I did it conservatively. Um, I've got him and Landry like finishing like pretty much the exact same. Um. Then that's how it's going to shake out. Although I mean, like, Gordon obviously got the huge ceiling, but I I think I like Fitz's you know like projectable range of outcomes more than Gordon's. So, and you know if if I'm in a situation where like I'm at um, see what these guys are going where like probably like these guys are going like around the turn of the third fourth kind of thing. So like if I can grab both these guys, that'd be dope. I would love that. Um, to have both these guys, that'd be a great combo. But like if I went if I waited on a wide receiver, I would feel better about having fits. Hmm. I'm I'm I wanna like do a deep dive on Gordon. Just kinda look. Because alright, so that 2013 season is the Yeah, year that, that we was bonkers. Where he 
played 14 games and had 1600 yards with nine touchdowns Mm -hmm. and (laughs) so if you want i can actually move on to um my my thing on the browns uh guys and we can maybe come back to this choice okay yeah let's do it to the browns let's deep dive deep into the brown (laughs) the s is important there Um, very very important so in that brown Todd Haley is now the coordinator there. Um, I, I assume he'll be doing the play calling because Hugh Jackson needs to not. Um, I mean, he was not really doing the play calling even when he was supposed to be doing the play calling. Yeah, going for it on fourth all the time like that, you know. Anyway, um, so um, back to Haley. Yeah, so I, what I did was I went to um, – so this is a cool website, FF Statistics. Um, they've got pretty much all the data you could want since 2000, and it's spectacular. Um, especially for someone like me, and you can just, you can download these cell files, you can filter out really easily. They've got it sorted out great. So what I did was every year that Haley's been a coach or an OC, I pulled out and I uh, you know broke down his uh, his receivers, and I just I while like literally in the middle of this podcast, I broke down his quarterback some. Um, so for uh, for his receivers um, in his offenses, they average in total. Um, about 350 targets a year. Let's see his uh, the combo of his wide receiver two, like one and two, get about 240 of those. And the wide receiver three usually it's about 68 targets. Um, it's I mean it's it's been clear if you look at you know who he's had, it's been Antonio Brown the last you know four years being the guy. Um, I mean last however many years four or five years being the uh, five. Let me look at this. Yeah, sorry, five years. And sort of in 2012, he started coming on the scene while Michael Alves was there. So, I mean, he's he's featured Antonio Brown, and the number two guy's been sometimes relevant, um, depending on who it is. Um, but yeah, all throughout his career, he's he's featured a number one and a number two that's some value. Um, so, because it's been Fitz and then Dwayne Bow, and then Antonio Brown. So, um, Dwayne Bow. Yeah. So my problem is, I don't know if that's gonna hold up per se like i don't it's tough for me to say that yes josh gordon is the number one and landry is the number two like i don't feel necessarily comfortable going that way i think it might be more like so in 2013 when he had brown and wall like sorry he had brown and sanders and in 2012 he had brown and wallace i think it'll be more like that where it's a closer split of targets because he's got two pretty good players um so i've got i've literally got them getting like about the same targets and i know about the same fantasy points because actually it's funny throughout their careers um so all, all the stuff is half ppr i'm doing too um they've so josh gordon uh points per target and half ppr he's averaged one point uh two nine five Jarvis landry has averaged one point two nine two five so it's like the same and it's actually kind of funny. Um, and going through, like, you know, the targets per game and stuff, it's that's, like, point two off. Actually, point, like, less than point two off. And so, I, like, based on, you know, their careers, I, I want to say, you know, I don't think Kaylee's going to try to, you know, limit one of these guys when he can just use both of them. Like, he's as much of a dick as people, like, I, he reportedly is. I think he's a smart OC, and he'll use both these guys evenly. So... With that being said, I've got them both getting right around 135 fantasy points and probably finishing 
like back to back as like wide receiver 28 and 29 as, as a floor of course so this is all like conservative projection so like i could they could both easily finish wide receiver 21 and 22 as well but i think both of their floors are mid wide receiver three like mid high depending on your league size i guess and then um well you know Landry being more consistent, Gordon maybe being more boomer bust. But if if Todd Haley were to, you know, feature Gordon and put Jarvis as number two, like that could happen, then obviously it would change things completely. But I, my... I think that could happen. I don't know. Gordon is really good. And if that were the case, you know, I would, I would put, you know, Gordon more as like, you know mid wide receiver two low like 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 probably high wide receiver two than Ed Landry, you know, as wide receiver three. But like I don't think they they bring Landry in. Like okay. I I it's this goes both ways and I'm gonna kinda explain this too. The the argument of like follow like follow the money, that that makes sense. Like if a team pays a guy a lot, they like it means they want to use him. But with the the Browns to me and are kind of an exception there. They've got a lot of young guys on cheap contracts, and they had a they just had a shitload of cat money, like they just had a ton of money to spend. So like they gave it to Jarvis Landry. So I mean, you could say yeah, they gave him all this money, but also like they had all that money. But I I I lean more towards they're not gonna just dump uh, dump him like or you know not feature him enough. So this 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 it's I know saying like oh it's a gut call like. Basically, choosing what Haley's track record is featuring a guy, but he has had times where he's had two guys who have both been really good and featured them equally. Fitz and Bolden come to mind. Um, back in you know 2008, um, you know 2011 or 2012, 2013 with AB and then Sanders and Wallace. You know that's the case. I think that's closer to what he has this year. Because I mean, if you look in the past, like so 2016, the number two was. Eli Rogers, number two, 2015, was Martavis Bryant, so okay. Then it was, you know, Marcus Wheaton. Um, so, like, it's hard for me to... Landry's clearly better than any of those number twos. So, oh, yeah. I think if you have to pick a side, I'm going to say even split. So, um, and then, obviously, like, the number three guy is actually fucking useless. Um, like... <laughs> Yeah. Based on how I have Coleman statted out, he's like, he's not worth drafting. So, hey, he um, shouldn't be drafted. Yeah. Not and, this year. And so, like, uh, Josh Gordon and Darius Landry, I've got them, like, in half PPR getting, you know, about 10 fantasy points a game on average. Um, so, so, that's conservative, obviously. Um, and I'm not sure how this offense will be and who the quarterback's going to be all year. So, that kind of changes things, too. That could affect it. You know, I think Tyra might have, I feel like, Tyrod would probably for Gordon more. Baker would probably for Landry more. Um, but yeah, based on the years that Haley's had situations like these, based on you know how many targets the receivers usually get in his offense, um, how he schemes, um, who the personnel is there now, um, I think it makes sense to put these guys about the same spot. So yeah, hmm. and this could be a thing where I, I'm also giving you know. So, of that, I, I'm I'm leaving about 200 targets to go elsewhere, and that could be that could easily be wrong. I could be you know, there could be 50 more receiver targets than I'm allotting, 
Um, because between the running backs and the tight ends, I don't know if there's 200 receptions there. Um, so, and like, I'm not putting all the receptions on the top three Browns receivers. That's not what I'm doing. Um, right. Because this top three receivers usually get, um, where'd I put that? They usually get um, to see. Um, they usually get all but like 50 of the receiver targets, pretty much like 40 to 50 of them. Yeah, like so. Oh yeah, I have like 40, 42 receiver targets go to the guys outside of like the top three target getters. Um, so yeah, um, it's pretty significant. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's like key features, you know, two one or two guys mostly. Um, I was just kind of looking at uh, when Haley was with the Chiefs. <laughs> it's kind of funny yeah. because believe it or not, Dwayne Bow had phenomenal seasons. Yeah, that's what it's, that's what I was looking at and kind of getting at with him, you know, like which is crazy to even consider. <laughs> yeah, because like so, he, like that, sh- like he can feature a guy. Like was it 2010, 2011, He got Dwayne Bow like rolling, which is hilarious. Yeah, he had fifteen touchdowns in twenty ten. Yeah, so <laughs> and then <laughs> twenty eleven, like, it, it was only five eleven, but yeah, still like, and there was literally no one else there though, so it's also part of it, but. Like he, like the what I'm getting from this is he gets the good players the ball. Like, yes. If you go through it, like the years it's not been one guy, it's because they've had another good guy. You know, get the good players the ball. So like, maybe instead of 350 receiver targets, it's 400, and there's more targets going around than I'm accounting for. Um, however, with Duke Johnson and Joku, the other running backs, um, I think I think that I think 200 to you know all of them is not far off. There may be like 30 more targets to receivers, but. Um, I don't know if it'd be enough to push either of them into... It's not enough to push either into wide receiver one range, in my opinion. But they can easily be mid-low wide receiver twos, um, in my estimate. So that's how I have them. That was, that was a long rambling, I'm aware. Sorry. Um, yeah. I just wanted to get everything out there in my whole entire thought that's process. Important. It's like a whole clusterfuck over in Cleveland. Who yeah, knows? and it's, it's, it's tough because like, no one knows who the receiver... Like, if it's going to be Coleman or Callaway or whoever, where it's going to go, but... As far as the receivers specifically goes, floor for both of them I see as high wide receiver three, but probably they'll both end up mid wide receiver twos, like mid low wide receiver twos. I'd say. What's your What's so, your take on that? I was gonna ask if you had to pick one. If, if I had, had to pick take, one, I yeah. would go Gordon. Um, okay. I would too. I would take Gordon. I have like so th- I have him like two points lower and like in the season on this statting out but but that's that's considered that's assuming they get the same targets and if if i think it's more likely they get the same amount of target and they finish super close but in the chance that they don't gordon's gonna be the guy who gets more so he's got that upside and if i'm if i'm picking these guys um like landry is going later of course so i mean that's part of it he's going He's going around wide receiver 24 instead of wide receiver, you know, 16, 17. And that's going to, it's about, you know, round and a half later. Um, so, I mean, there is that part of it too, where, you know, you, you can wait longer and get Landry if you think they're going to split. But I would rather try to hit the lottery on this Browns receiver core than, if, than anything. So I would go Gordon since I have them so close. 
I mean, if I was in a dynasty league, I would take Gordon for sure because mm -hmm. then you have like the potential that Baker falls in love with mm -hmm. the guy. And isn't he younger like... too? Actually, isn't he what? Isn't he younger than Landry? I think so. Not... Gordon's only like what twenty seven. I, I want to say he's twenty six. Um, he's twenty seven. Yeah, um, twenty seven. Recently, twenty seven. Two months ago, okay. Landry is. I oh, know he's only twenty six. I don't know why I thought he was. So they're oh. like. They're they're pretty much the same age about, so. I just I don't think Gordon is ever leaving Cleveland. I feel like <sighs> yeah. they could have gotten rid of him at any point. Throughout mm -hmm. all of this, like he's gonna stay there. And I think Baker and him are gonna have. I just I think maybe it might just be a personality thing. I feel like Baker and uh, Gordon are gonna click too. Yeah, that, that could be it. Sorry, I, I, I thought Landry was older. I was looking at this, like the spot track thing, and like I looked up forward and it said like 29. I'm like, what? That's like when the end of his contract is. So yeah, Landry is like a year and a half younger than Gordon. He's, this is only his fifth season. Gordon's also in only his like fifth season probably too. But <laughs> right. <laughs> or sorry, his sixth season. Well, actually, no. 2016, I don't count. Cause it's only his like third playing season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this will be his third like full season. So... <laughs> So yeah, if I had to pick, I would go Gordon on that. Um, but still, <laughs> Gordon Fitz, man, that's tough. Just because I think Fitz has more guaranteed targets, and if I have to pick a, you know, I'm not sure how either, either, like I don't know if either of these offenses are going to be potent or anything, like. But I I'm very sure of Fitz's targets as opposed to Gordon's, like where I've got him what at. Let's see. I've got him getting like 120 targets about, but I mean I guess easily he fits getting 150. Like I wouldn't surprise me one little bit. So. Well, I think Fitz's floor outweighs Gordon's potential ceiling because I Fitzgerald has a pretty good ceiling too. Mm -hmm. Um, I agree. But I, I think his floor is much better. Like Fitz is going to be involved in the passing game as long as he's on the field. Yeah, so I guess yeah, going back to that, I would I would pick Fitz over Gordon, <laughs> but um, yeah. So I'm like going back to this. I mean, I mean, so I guess what's your take on my assumption that Gordon Landry will be about the same come season's end? My like that's that's my that's the most likely scenario in my take. Uh, I think it'll average out, uh, depending on what league you're in. I really do think uh, Landry is going to secure a few more targets or a few more receptions, I should say. Um, but I think Gordon really does have the potential to break out a lot more touchdowns. I don't think mm -hmm. uh, Landry's going to get that many touchdowns. Yeah, last year was as high by far, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. I think he's usually getting like four and he got nine last year, I, I believe. I see him getting five. Kim Hogs. Let's see clear stats. Here we go. Yeah, last he's gotten five, four, and four, and then last year he got nine. So definitely out of his you know usual spot. I I think Cleveland's going to use him a little differently than Miami did. Like I think they'll get him downfield a little more, but I don't know. It's it's a really tough call. Like part of me does want to say Landry. Yeah, like he's. I mean, he's safe. I mean, if we assume they use him, like I mean, it won't be the exact same, but. It's not like they're gonna. Like we know what kind of what Landry can do. Like he, what Landry will catch the ball. Like 
if in a in a certain spot he catches the ball and that is nice for a quarterback especially a rookie quarterback right and, but so does so does gordon his catch rate is sick yeah i i i think it's it might just be as simple as if it's tyrod it's gordon if it's baker it's landry that's that would yeah if i had to make a call <laughs> that would be the call i make just based on how Baker played all through college and the type of offense he was in, the type of throws he's good at, his range where he's most accurate, um, how, I mean, I could hey, be totally wrong. Do you think there's wrong. any chance Tyrod doesn't start at the beginning of the year? Tyrod will be the starter week one. Okay. I am 100% confident in that, and I would I would bet money on that because um, Hugh Jackson's super adamant about it, and even if he's wrong in that decision, he's going to do it. So. If he wants to do it, he's doing it. So I, I don't know. So the mark of a good leader. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Stubbornness. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, I'm, I'm leaning Gordon. If if Gordon, I would sell high on Gordon if he pops off right away. Like I would be okay losing out on that potential and someone thinking he's back to being the the wide receiver one. So the. Because he was he was that in 2013. So he had like Calvin Johnson numbers. Yeah, and he played 14 games, so it's insane. It's disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> he's really good. Because like he's he's one of those guys who actually puts he has good technique and he's a physical freak of nature. I mean, everyone's seen that picture by now where he's looking just absolutely yoked, shredded, yoked. rocked, whatever you want to say. And like he's like half winking. I'm like, dang, this guy. And like. Damn. He's a he's a physical freak, and he actually has good technique. If you like, kind of watch him, like cor- like corners can't jam him. He's like his technique is good enough, and he's too strong to like get jammed. So <laughs> it's hilarious. Like, but um, yeah, I would go Gordon um if I had to pick one of these guys just because I like the ceiling. And if I am wrong about the target split being even, I think it would favor Gordon. I, I like to account for when I'm going to be wrong because, like, it's going to happen. Like, we're going to be wrong. So, like, if you if you put a scenario as likely, you go, okay, if my scenario predict isn't happening, what's the alternative? And you can kind of, you know, balance your risk in that way, which, I mean, it's all, it's all Facebook all is kind of, you know, mitigating risk um, in some sense. It's, it's I guess it's balancing risk is the way to put it. But, um, yeah, so with the Browns, um, I mean, I think playing it, Gordon's ADP is pretty solid. Landry's is pretty solid. Um, anyone else, I'm not touching wide receiver wise. Um, I think Njoku's going to be a good play. We'll get to the end of tight ends, and I think Duke Johnson will still get his receptions, as I said earlier. So, yeah. Um, Want to move on Tyler's to Raiders? going to be throwing it a lot more. Yeah, his high is like 436. I think we talked about like off air, and he's going to probably hit like 100 more than that. So I'm curious to see how he does. Like, if anything, this all points to buy Tyrod. I. Or like by the Browns quarterbacks just because got a good OC, got you know pretty decent line, um, got a lot of weapons. So it's, that's kind of the thing. Like when you like all the weapons, you don't know which one to pick. Pick the quarterback. Um, that's good advice. I've been hearing a lot. Is that yeah? I think it makes sense. Like if you're looking at Chicago, like you don't know what weapon to pick. Like pick Mitch Trubisky. Like huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, Anyway, so I guess we can move on to the um, Raiders receivers real quick. Um, this is this is an interesting group, just because as we mentioned earlier when we were talking about Jordy versus Cup, um, not sure what's happening. Like I don't I don't know what exactly Gruden's gonna do. Um, he was in the league, you know, was it like ninety eight to two thousand eight, something like that. 
Um, I've only got a stat since 2000. That's, that's what I could pull up. Um, but in his offense, um, was it quarterbacks through 530 times uh, per year? Okay. And was it cars thrown about 560 times per year? I, I would I would assume that goes back to the 560 because in Gruden's era, I mean, there was a little less throwing. So um, for sure. So I'm I'm gonna keep Carr at his average of about 560-ish. And and he had a way better defense. Yeah, the Raiders' defense is awful right now still. Um, <laughs> and then a bunch of Gruden's receivers got like 53% of the passes. Um, which I'll have to look back, but didn't he have Kellen Winslow up for a bit in Tampa? Was that it? I don't know. I could be wrong, but um, I, I that Carr, sounds right. Yeah, I can look that up while I'm rambling. And then Carr tar- targets for about like 61, 62 percent. So I, I think I think that stays. And so those are the points where I'm okay with saying, okay, Gruden's, you know, whatever isn't going to change how Carr is going to target guys. Oh, Kellen Winslow senior. I need I need the old guy. Lip Kellen Winslow in a game of junior. <laughs> um, no, he, oh, he was out. He was that was. I actually I do. I do mean junior. Whoops. Kellen Winslow Jr. He was in Tampa for. Oh, that was actually no. It was Radford Gruden. Never mind. I was wrong. It did not intersect how I thought it did. No. Yeah, uh, Winslow came to Tampa. So I wonder who that. Anyway, I'll figure that out later. Um, I'm showing my age, my young age of not remembering who was where. Anyway. <laughs> It happens, um, but yeah. So Gruden also his his receiver, especially when he was you know on the Raiders, he didn't have. Actually, I say I, on, on the Bucks. I mean on the Raiders, he had some pretty good guys. Um, he had Keyshawn Johnson for a couple of years, and like he had Michael Clayton and Antonio Gall- or sorry Joey Galloway and Antonio Bryant, who are like who aren't like scrubs, but I think Cooper is more talented than all those guys. I, I mean. I know I might be looking at, you know, like, what's here in front of my face now. But, like, Cooper's ceiling is really high. We all know that. If he can get back on track, that would be great. Um, please do, Cooper. Um, <laughs> please get back on track. He's going to. Um, anyway, I'm yes. pretty high on Cooper this year. Yeah. I, and so, yeah, Gruden's come out and said he must funnel the offense through Cooper. So I actually have Cooper's targets going up this year, like from his career average, um, not by much, but like five. So like instead of like 125 to like 130, um, and I've got him finishing. What he gets like 1.4 points per target and half PPR, got him about like 11.2 points per game, finishing you know um, about wide receiver 18, 19. So um, mid wide receiver two, which I feel like is about what he's drafted. I mean, in dynasty he's obviously going pretty high, but I think he's being drafted around he's being drafted wide receiver 14 I think that's pretty fair um, just because he could be more than that so I think I think his ADP is pretty good for where he should finish um, and, that, and that's the easy part though the, the hard part is the other guys like figuring out what's what's next um, yeah Jordy and uh, Martavis yeah I've got I've got Jordy being the number two there and Martavis the number three um, how do you, how do you what do you think of that? I mean, do you I would ex- I would expect that. I don't have a whole lot of stock in Martavis doing much. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't. I'll have to look up how Carr's been on the deep ball in his career, but I don't know if that's like I don't know how well he and Martavis you know mesh per se. Um, but like he's he's a quote unquote lid lifter. He'll take the top off a of defense. 
Well, that's what I was going to say is like, did they just get him so they can draw coverage? I is mean, that like, maybe like, <laughs> it sounds I like mean, yeah, silly, I mean, but Carr will air it out to him a few times, but I think Jordy will have a much more impactful, like, uh, time there. Like, I, I think like the possibility of Jordy being like the red zone guy is high enough that I can buy into him. Um, What's his ADP right now? Because I've got him finishing um, around wide receiver 30, 32. So, like, he'll be kind of, like, low wide receiver 2. Um, or, I guess, high 3 if you're in a 10-team league. Um, so, in that range, and I feel like that's safe. He's going at wide receiver 33, which, I guess, at his ADP, I think he's a value. Um, based on how I have it, Um and the the way I'm doing this is kind of I want to say roundabout, but like, it's okay. So his I'm gonna put this. What I say? Oh, so the top three receivers, I think they get like I've got them totaling about 257 targets, and I've got like one I saw 131 to Cooper about. Um, I've I've pretty much got 123 targets. About um, actually, I have a little more. Oh yeah, I adjusted. Sorry. Um, I've got. 146 targets between uh, Jordy and Martavis. Um, so I forgot. So I put in what I expected. So this this is kind of a funny thing I did. So I put in what Gruden's top three, and then then his two and three have gotten. Um, and I guess his number one too have gotten throughout his 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 coaching career, and then I adjusted it to quote unquote the now. So I did it off of. Um, I kind of did factors of, you know, cars, um, like how car throws to receivers more than Gruden's quarterbacks have in the past, and then how um, they just pass more now. So I kind of accounted yeah, for both of those. And so I've got about 300 targets to all the top three together, and I've got um, about half of those going to uh, Jordy to and Martavis. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. oh, yeah, and then about, about half to Cooper. I've, I've, right. I did a look, I cut off a bit of it, but. Um, yeah, so I've got Jordy getting about 60% of those remaining, and then Martavis getting about 40% of those remaining. So I've got like 88 and 60 about going on that. Okay. Actually, I may have to, you know, up Cooper's targets a bit looking back at these numbers because I think I put – basically, I, I did it in a really weird way where I put – I did Cooper's targets one way and then worked around and did the other guys' targets because literally after those three, there's actually kind of no one that I, I think is worth it worth a single target a game um <laughs> i think uh lynch is good for like two a game yeah i mean honestly. like the receiver the receiving core like right right um because i mean who i don't know who else like i guess seth robert's still there like johnny holton like i don't know like there's no one else there that deserves a target so like i gave cooper his and then i allotted jordy's and martavis's and kind of up those a bit based on who else is there um just because now Carr actually has legitimate wide receiver three, so it's kind of balanced out differently. But um, yeah, so I've got about 88 receptions to Jordy, about uh, just under 60 to Martavis, um, and then about 130 to Cooper. And then, because um, I wanted to balance, I didn't want to factor in too much, you know, um, the change from then to now, and, you know, um, and I didn't want to, like, over, you know, um, overestimate. Because I, I prefer to estimate conservatively in, in my projections, just because it gives me a spot to put them at not at their floor but closer to their floor so I won't overdraft a guy 
Um, so anyway, I've got um, Jordan getting about nine and a half points per game, and then Marte is about six and a half points per game in half PPR. So like I said, I've got Cooper around, you know, wide receiver, 18, 19. I've got Jordy about 30, 31. And Martavius, I've got him finishing like 56, 57. And that's kind of, you know, having him as like every four weeks or so he'll pop and then not do much the rest of the time, which could be the case, could be way off. Um, it was funny, though, looking into how effective Jordy Nelson is actually. Um, so like he's an incredible route runner. Yeah. So Martavis Bryant, um, his points per target for half PPR, he's at one point seven six. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. He's he's a deep ball guy. Right. Jordy's actually at one point seven two, which was kind of funny to see him that close to Martavis Bryant points per target, just because he gets so many more targets and he's still that productive. Which is you know, intro- I thought that was kind of cool. Just. So what is the 1.72 representing specifically? Oh, that's that's points per target. Um, okay. Like that's 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 his career rate, I should say. Um, okay. I got so like you. I I give these guys their career rates and points per target to kind of base off their points per game, because I feel like that's fair. I mean, and Jordy's could be off too. He might finish lower, but I mean, I've got his targets kind of low, so I feel, I feel like it balances out. But we've got enough data on Jordy that I feel like I can safely put his points per points per target in here and feel safe about it. Um, so Cooper is at one point four, and then Martavis he doesn't have large sample size, but I got like one point seven six, and this is half PPR because I just do half PPR because it's kind of easy to gauge it one way or the other, and that's that's a common scoring system now, and in my opinion, the best one. Um, I yeah, I've always liked the half. Yeah, when I, I remember I brought it up to our league and people were kind of on the fence about it, and I'm like, guys, just trust me, it'll work. Same with the fab budget. That's the way to go, too. Mm-hmm. Like, for the waivers, it's so much better than the priority list. Um, anyway, so back on topic. Yeah, I've got... So, yeah, I, I, I've got Jordy. I think he's kind of a value. Uh, he's, he's getting drafted a little lower than I think you should go. Because, like, he's getting drafted wide receiver 33. I think his floor is slightly higher than that. So, if you can get, draft a guy, like, at or below his floor, I, I think do it. Um Cooper's right on. I think he'll finish. Um, I, 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 mean, I would say he's like a little high, but I think there's kind of a tear break after him and digs a bit as far as like you know some upside. I would agree with that. I like if you had to choose between one or the other, I would absolutely take Cooper. Yeah. So because like, was it we got so wide receiver ten is they got an ADP right now is Tyreek. Then there's Baldwin, Hilton, Thielen, Cooper, Diggs, Gordon, Fitz, and so like. Right amidst that, like, there's kind of a tear break. And after Fitz, it really drops off. It goes, like, Thomas, Robinson, Cooks, Jeffrey, Juju, Marvin Jones. So, like, when, when the guys are kind of in that higher tier, I'm okay with drafting them a little higher than I think their floor is. Because it's not too far off. I, I'm not, like, it's not drafting. Like, you're not drafting Cooper for a ceiling at wide receiver 14. I don't think I don't think wide receiver 14 is anywhere close to a ceiling. So, yeah. Um, what do you think his ceiling is? Top five. Top five, and the... he's that good. I mean, he AB is. Hopkins, Beckham, Julio, and then after that, you can make arguments for Thomas, Green, Keenan Allen, Evans. Um, can make an argument for uh, Devonte Adams maybe this year, but like, I like I, if Cooper finishes top ten, like that's not gonna surprise me one bit because after that top four. I mean, I could see any of the like. I could, I could see like so right now above an ADP. There's Hill, Sartari Hill, Baldwin, Hilton, Thielen, 
Like, he could finish above all those guys really easily, and I wouldn't be surprised one bit. So, like, I think top 10 is is definitely possible for him, and he could be top five. But I'm going to say that's, that's kind of, you know, just me speculating his talent and how much he could get the ball. But based on yeah. what's most likely, I think where he's getting drafted is pretty fair. So, um, okay. Yeah, I guess um, after I rambled again, um, but I said I've got all these numbers in front of me and I'm trying to you know, put it into thoughts and stuff um, and explain a bit of my process. Um, any Anything you've kind of, I mean, I think you've got it up too. I put it in drive. You've got um, all that up. Anything you agree with, disagree with, find interesting on this? I'm all in on the hype for Amari Cooper. I'll say okay. that to start. I actually, I think he probably will finish uh around like wide receiver like 11 mm-hmm. <clears throat> um so i i like him a lot i also don't like martavis bryant <laughs> mm-hmm. uh I, I don't like i i don't think he's a bad receiver i think he's good i just don't see gruden using him a whole lot i don't really even get the fit that much to be honest like he's a guy i could see not being with the team in a year or even possibly before that car um, where is yes i good brian brian to me uh oh, sorry, i was about to say i was about to talk about car car hasn't had a guy like brian ever like he had cordero patterson <laughs> he hasn't yeah. had a guy who does cause like martavis brian is is not he he does one thing super well and can do some other things a bit but like He's a really good deep ball guy. Carr hasn't had that, so like I am curious to see how that goes. It just doesn't seem like that good of a fit to me. I agree. Like with the offense, mm-hmm. uh, right? And like they could totally utilize that. Whereas with Jordy, I think Jordy has a really good shot to like solidify his position with this team mm-hmm. and be a solid WR too. Yeah, like I'm not, I'm not giving him Crabtree's production. But, like, I wouldn't be surprised if he got Crabtree's production. Exactly. So, and, like, the defense is bad. They will be throwing a lot. Like I said, this this yeah, target estimate could be bad. low. Like, Carr's average is about 560 passes per year, which I, that seems about fair. And I've got, like, uh, like 350 or so going to receivers. Um, and I've got, like, 300 back to the top three guys. Or so basically i i'm leaving there's like 50 for the non-top three guys more or less um and there could be more receiver targets and passes in general going around too if the defense is bad but also i know gruden wants to try to run the ball more we'll see and we do i know you do too I, we both like lynch yeah i like lynch this year too based on i i the pro they didn't use him enough last year until like the second half of the year when they already kind of had the playoff hunt and then Lynch wants, sorry, like, Gruden has, he clearly wants to pound the ball a bit more. And I think the offense will be a little better than it was last year. It'll bounce back some. Absolutely. It can't be as bad as it was last year. It, like, it can't be. Yeah, and, like, Carr is healthy now. Cooper was reportedly hurt. He's healthy now. So, I mean, that all helps. But, yeah, so, like, I, 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 Cooper and Jordy, I'm I'm drafting for sure. Martavis, not so much. No, I'm not drafting Martavis. Like he if, blows up. I'll eat my words, but like if I'm doing a best ball league, I can I can see the reasoning on that one. Just because like 
best ball where you just draft and don't have to pick you start you get your high scores like that makes sense he's a perfect best ball guy because he might pop off and he's he's being drafted wide receiver 53 that's close to what i think what i said um wide receiver 56 yeah that's his adp is about right i mean at that point it's hard to go wrong i guess just because you're at the 50 plus you're kind of just taking shots who is being drafted like right before and after him? Um, right before him is Marquise Lee, who I would a billion times out of a billion yes. take over him. Undoubtedly. Yeah, Marquise Lee is a freaking value. He's going wide receiver 52. And like, I would take him ahead of like, like the, to the 10 guys ahead of him. The, the, guy, the first guy on the list I'd take before him is Randall Cobb. Okay. But, like, yeah, I think Marquis Lee's going to be a value because, like, they kept him over Robinson. And, like, they got For Cole. Sure. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. It, it, also, I think their schedule is super easy this year as far as, like, shutdown corners goes. I might not be wrong, but I think they face, like, I think he faces, like, no shutdown corners. That is also the thing with the Raiders. They have to face the Chargers and the Broncos. Um, which the Broncos aren't as vaulted as they used to be. Um, but they've got to face the Chargers twice a year, so that's going to suck. Um, so, um, yeah, I guess um, from these dives, um, well, did I say Cup or Jordy? I think you said Cup. All right, I'm going to change it to Jordy because going back through this, I forgot like how I had Jordy kind of put out. And I, okay. where I've got is where I've got Jordy's four, I, I think like. I think his range is kind of wide where he could finish. Like, like everyone thinks he's just, like, done. I don't believe that. Like, I don't 2016, either. he was, like, a pro bowler. Like, he didn't just, like, he didn't just pull, like, a Manning. Like, he didn't hurt his neck. He wasn't, like, really hurt a Like, he got hurt a bit, I think. Maybe did he even? I don't know. It was Hunley. Like, fuck do you expect? Like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was awful. And Hunley clearly only liked a few people on the team. Yeah, and, like, I mean, so at this point in their careers, I think Crabtree's be able to do more than Jordy, but like, it's not going to be a huge drop off. Like, I think the chances that Jordy is like a low low end wide receiver too are pretty solid, and I think that's what Cop's going to be too. But like, it could change a lot. I'm not sure. I, at if for where for where I'm drafting Jordy, I I like what he can bring a lot because he could be a guy I could easily plug in for bye weeks and he could get me you know two touchdowns out of nowhere. So I don't know. I'm gonna go Jordy. He's. I think he's got one more good year at him. Let's do it. There we go, Jordy. Just win, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Just win, baby. Silver black. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I think that's that's about what I have on the Raiders. Um, like I said, it was it was really fun going through what Gruden has done, what I think will happen. Because I know we discussed this briefly, you know, over text too. Um. Like, he's, he's smart enough to adapt to what's going to happen, like, what the league's at now. But I don't necessarily think, like, not all, like, some of his tendencies will stay. And I think his, his um, I guess, propensity to funnel stuff through, like, one receiver is going to stay. And, like, he, he's had years where he's had, like, um, number twos be relevant too, though. And so I think that could happen. But um, it's primarily been one guy and sometimes been a second guy so i think it's gonna be a lot of cooper a good amount of jordy um and i like i like jordy's upside 
Actually, never mind. I, 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 but I'm not. I don't know. I'm gonna change it with the cup. Actually, never mind. I changed my mind again. That's how tough this decision is. Those red zone targets, man. That's that's a lot of red zone targets, my dude. That's a lot. I, but I think Jordy will get a lot of them. I think he'll get a lot of red zones. I, I'm sticking with cup personally, but yeah. How many just... how many red zone targets did Jordy get last year? Not many. How about the year before? Year before six. Oh, sorry, twenty three. Okay, so he gets a lot of targets too. But that was also with the. Out with the Packers and Rodgers. Yeah. I'm not sure. What, but, yeah, I, yeah, I'll go cut. Never mind. I changed back. Okay. <laughs> That's a tough one, though. That's like, that was a, that was one that got me the most, I think, was the cup and shorty. Because I flip-flopped on it, so. <laughs> but, um, anyway, yeah, anything to add on um, any of these receiving cores? Um, any of these would you rathers? Any, any good, any uh. thoughts? Now, the other thing I'll touch on is just the stuff we talked about, Gruden. I don't know if I've said it on here before, but we have in text. Just like, I think Gruden, his personality is going to be pretty much the same. I think as a head coach to his players, he's going to be about the same. But I think if you're a coach and you're watching film on Gruden from 10 years ago, you're not learning anything. Yeah. Because I think Gruden is a really smart freaking dude. And he loves football and he loves the game. Mm -hmm. He's going to have a whole new fucking playbook and sure he might try some things out that he did in the past but for the most part he's gonna have to adapt otherwise he's gonna fail and he doesn't want to fail exactly he's there's way too much money on her to fail but um yeah i i mean i i think he'll like jordy i mean like he is he's, he's a guy that gruden picked out pretty much to bring in he's definitely a grinder he's he's, <laughs> he's a gruden grinder he's a gruden so grinder. <laughs> Dude, what are they gonna do for monday night football now like what's what's gonna be the jig is it like <laughs> Who do I they guess, get to replace him? I don't know. I'm trying to remember. Like maybe Romo will do Monday Night Football. No, that's ESPN though. Um, I hope I hope it's not Rex Ryan. Um, oh God, he was so bad. Yeah, I'm trying to. Think, I don't know who's on the crew. I'm trying to think who will have replace him. Um, I know didn't isn't Arians going to the booth? I don't know if it's with Fox or whatever, but he is actually. But with who? I don't remember. Yeah, I want to see Kurt Warner and Tony Romo call a game together. That would be great. Yeah. I actually really enjoy Kurt Warner. Yeah. His story's cool, too. Just, like, his whole career path. It's like a bagger. Grocery yeah. <laughs> Bagging touchdowns. Like yeah. Right. <laughs> Bagging Super Bowls. Yeah. Almost in Arizona. <laughs> he should have won that year. Yeah. I say it every time it comes up. I really wish they'd won that year. Every time it comes up, I blame Entrell Roll for like being slightly on the field and then Larry Fitzgerald's way to tackle James Harrison for that touchdown. I always bring that up. Uh, it's it, it's so obvious it happened. Go look it up. You'll see it. Entrell Roll got in Fitzgerald's way and like slowed him down just enough so he couldn't catch James Harrison. And the touchdown happened, and that was that was it. That, did the Steelers pay off Entrell Roll? Uh, possibly. <laughs> I haven't heard much from him in a while, so who knows? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> All right. Playing low for a while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for sure. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll get into tight end. I think, was it quarter? We'll either do quarterbacks or tight ends next week. I'm not sure. We'll figure that out. Um, but I, I, the, the rest of the Raiders passing game, um, there's Jared Cook and some running back targets. So there's not a whole lot outside of these two, like these two top wide receivers as far as, you know, pass catching goes. Um, and unless I find like unless you know I deep dive on these uh, tight ends and find out like Jared Cook, I, I could, I could, that could happen, but probably not. 
Yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe Gruden loves the tight end. I think it's pretty likely, though, that Cook is going to be a blocker uh, for the most part. Yeah. <clears throat> like I said, I, I'm, I'm, I'm all aboard the lunch train this year, so. Yeah. For sure. Doug Martin, baby. <laughs> Muscle hamster. It's his year. Well, it's it's the pattern for him getting 400s or 1400 yards. Like this is his 1400 yard year based on the patterns. It is. So it is. like every few years, like his rookie year, then a couple years later, and then he like, he's on track for it this year. Um, all that I would have to entail Lynch like getting hurt or something, which I don't want to happen. But we'll see. We'll see if if, if Dougie Boy can uh, can can you know, keep his pattern going. It would win. Mm-hmm. Marshawn Lynch won Dougie Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I feel like they'll just use Marshawn a lot this year because it's his last year. Like we all know that. So. Yeah, it's his last year. He's so, not. I mean, he's not going to play for the Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> no, he literally came back to be in Oakland. He signed a two-year deal because they're there for two years. But yep. yeah. <laughs> so um, anyway, this has been the wide receiver deep dive episode of Mozzie and the Muscle. Uh, tune in for some more. Some more deep 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 dives um i don't have as many i don't have all the jokes i had last week um it's just it's, they're not coming to me so i'm not gonna force it um deep yeah i'm not, not gonna force it i'm not gonna pull a john fox and just force it there so um <laughs> yeah force it running back whatever um anyway so this was this was a fun episode uh for me at least uh if you didn't yeah. like my rambling uh let me know and i'll try to do it a little less but i like numbers and i like data so i felt like i wanted to share a lot of what i had um and but that was only like 20 percent of what i had numbers wise so you're all welcome for saving you some of that uh-huh. <laughs> but yes until next time um keep keep it real um oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah i forgot um we wanted to do a thing where we like highlighted something cool that a player did um and we kind of kept forgetting about it um that's right. Like a positive thing. So I know there's a thing where J.J. Watt paid for the funerals of the um, kids from the Texas shooting. That was a cool thing. That was kind of a while ago. We can retroactively add that to an episode. Um, was there anything cool um, you, you saw a player do um, that you wanted to, you know, bring up? Um, actually, I feel like there was one pretty recently. Let me, let yeah. me see if I... As far, oh yeah, Juju did a, uh, of course, Juju, I think he did like a fundraiser, like a bike ride fundraiser. Let me let me see if I can find it exactly. And so this is another reason I love Juju. He's just the, he's just a cool cool guy. Um, but I'm pretty sure he did like a like fundraiser like for uh, for something to like for some charity to like like with riding bikes around Pittsburgh. I'll look that up right now. Great podcast material. Um, bike ride fundraiser, but it was it was in Pittsburgh, obviously. Yeah, Juju to host charity bike ride. Um, let me see what he's like was for. But yeah, he had like a charity bike ride event um, in Pittsburgh. So, oh God, an ad came up. The Ford ad, all right, whatever. Um, so yeah, that's that's a cool thing a player did. Uh, Juju hosted a charity bike ride event. Um, and as, as a lot of people know, um, it uh his his whole bike thing with his bike getting stolen before he had his license or whatever right. that was that was the thing. So that's like that's why his bike became popular. <laughs> Um, and so he uses popularity with his bike for, uh, for good. So, um, yeah, that, that's, a, I think that's pretty cool. That is really cool. Mm-hmm. I can't think of whatever good story I had 
Mm -hmm. on a player. I feel like there was one that was really cool, like somebody did something for a high school. Oh, Tariq Cohen did something for a high school uh, that it was just in the news. I don't remember what. Maybe he purchased... I, you know, we've got Google. Buys new gym equipment for school hit by tornado. There we go. That's pretty neat. Yeah, considering he's a second-year guy, he's still on his rookie salary. Yeah. It's not exactly like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, so um, that's uh, yeah, that's, that's cool. I see. I, that's nice. Yeah, it's I, I like bringing up some of the good stuff these guys do because like you like if you'd look for it or if you're on like you know football Twitter a lot you'll see it, but like a lot of a lot of the publicity is on the bad stuff these guys do. So I think it's kind of good, you Which know. Which is to, totally unfair. Yeah. But I mean, I, I guess so is the media on like regular people too. Like you turn on the yeah. news and it's gonna be like the worst shit you've ever heard mm -hmm. <laughs> so no, that's fair yeah so that's i think it's cool to you know just add some of that in um yeah. trying to see if i can look up what like um charity it went to but um anyway uh say what it was for i do not see here oh well and um oh yeah that the, that graham gano thing was funny too we play oh, yeah. that's just a funny thing oh yeah it supports meals on wheels there we go and christmas gifts for seniors so that's that's good that's good stuff oh good and stuff. Uh, carson wentz you saw his thing right? oh yeah the um oh what do you call his food truck that um no, it's not, it's oh something. um some like joke oh look at oh, that kingdom crumb yeah that's that was it, it. <laughs> thy kingdom crumb get yeah. out of here he totally came up with the name first and was like what do i do with this <laughs> 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 he was joking around with like, his linemen or something because they were like were eating a bunch of sandwiches and making a mess. So he's like, "What is this Kingdom Crumb?" And he's probably like, "Oh, dude, that's great! I got to use this." So, um, so yeah, Prince, whatever. I'm oh, sorry, Carson Wentz. Um, yeah, yeah, he did that. So that's those are three cool things: Juju's uh, charity ride, Tariq donating equipment to a school by tornado, and Carson Wentz's uh, food truck to uh, feed homeless people. So good stuff. I, yeah, well. I think this is a good way to end each episode, you know? I like I like this. I like this. Nice little positive uh, news out there. Mm -hmm. For sure. So, um, yeah, hopefully, uh, that's a, that's a, I think that's a good way to end this. Um, is because, you know, we shit on Buffalo a lot. We got to, you know, bounce it out. With <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, anyway, thanks, everyone, for tuning into this episode of Mozzie and the Muscle. I Ooh. am the muscle. <laughs> uh, yeah. Joined by Mozzie. Do you have a cool noise? No? I don't know. I don't know. What's, what's what, a Mozzie what noise? What noise does a Mozzie make? A I don't know. Like, <laughs> so we, need, we, need to, we, need to, we need to practice our folly work, I guess. Um, so next up will be either tight ends or quarterbacks on this deep dive. Um, I guess the quarterbacks will dive into the uh, crab life section. Um, and I, I definitely want to touch on Demas Winston for the quarterbacks. Things would look. Um... <laughs> Can't think of any good jokes on the tight ends. Um, I will jump in, jump. I'll jump into the seal pool. With Ricky, uh, Ricky Seals Jones. Uh, that's kind of. Yeah. That was a stretch. Um, anyway, I'll jump in the river with Charles Clay, like because there's clay and rivers, I guess maybe and creeks. That's oh the creek, I guess. <laughs> no, I'm trying real hard here. Um, I'm actually not trying that hard. Um, oh, I, I guess I could have said Philip Rivers there on the river thing. Um. That would have worked a lot better, but <laughs> all right. That's I'll, I'm gonna end it. See you guys next time. <laughs> See ya.